SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Thursday, November 17th. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, will the boys in Vegas pay off on this winner, flopping or not? Another lesson on how you can't beat the boys in Vegas. Uh, who's who of nobodies? Curry goes for 50. Yankees cheating again. What else is new? And shuffling out of Buffalo. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, and, of course, opposite picks all coming up on the fastest hour on Sports Grid Radio. Ah, uh, yes, a little Bally Sports and Altitude Sports there as uh, we had some NBA action last night. OKC winning, and then uh, Denver actually losing despite that three-pointer at the buzzer there at the end of the third quarter. We were all over the Nuggets last night. Didn't realize that the Joker wasn't going to play. Should've, I should have known when the line was only three and a half, and then the line was going down to two and a half. And, you know, and I check uh, Roto World. They're usually pretty good about who's in and who's out in the NBA. Kept on checking, and I say, boy, that doesn't make any sense. You know, it's, it's got to be either Jamal Murray or the Joker. One of the two has to has to be missing a game. But I'm, I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm not seeing anything. I'm like, okay, let's put it in, you know. And then about a half hour before the game tips off, eh, the Joker's not playing. I'm like, son of a gun. Boys in Vegas once again know before everybody else. Isn't it just amazing how they know that the contacts, now they have contacts. You know, all these uh, so-called insiders, you know, with all these stories, you know, you know, the, the, the same guys that get fed stories from the, uh, the agents, and that's basically it, right? If they had the contacts that the boys in Vegas have, then they would be insiders. Now, now we would be getting some real scoops. How is it that nobody, how is it that no NBA insider knew that he wasn't going to play? We could have figured he wasn't going to play with the way the line was, but how come we didn't get that story? And we got to wait to you know half hour, thirty minutes before tip off before we realize officially he's out. Uh, and it's a, these inside. They, they don't get me started on these guys, please. Uh, you know the same guy that said that the New Jersey Nets were going to hire Ime Odoka is now saying that uh, Kyrie Irving is coming back soon. Yeah, okay. I, I, I hope the sources on that story are a little different about the story on the Nets hiring Ime Odoka, which they said was all but done. So don't even say like, well, they were thinking about. It. No, they made it seem for Leonard Nets like that was an absolute done deal. Ah. Anyway, Golden State loses again last night. Greatest sports axiom of all time. You know, I, I, I had people ask me, what do you think? Golden State, they can't lose again, right? They can't lose again. They can't lose again. They can't lose again on the road. <coughs> and I always tell people, greatest sports axiom of all time. Winners bet with streaks. Losers bet against streaks. If you want to bet against that streak, seven straight road losses against a team that, oh, by the way, is 6-1 and one at home and one of the better teams in the NBA, you think this is going to be the time that they're going to break out of their losing streak on the road? 
Go knock yourself out. Winners, though, are going to be betting all over Phoenix. And lo and behold, Phoenix wins by double digits, 130 to 119. And now all of a sudden, the Golden State Warriors are 0-8 on the road. And I'm sure for our next game, the same people that asked me about this game are going to ask me the same thing. No way, go, no way, no way can Golden State lose again, right, Scott? You know what? Who knows? Maybe they clearly, you know, Steph goes for 50 last night, so it's not him. But it's his 11th career 50-point game. Ties Allen Iverson for ninth all-time. They, they, it, it's the typical Super Bowl, World Series, you know, Stanley Cup, NBA championship hangover. It just is. I don't think it really, honestly, has anything to do with the, you know, Draymond Green getting into a fight with Jordan Poole. And certainly, that didn't help matters. Uh, there were some uh, Kevin Durant rumors about how maybe he would rejoin the, the Warriors in a trade. You know, all that stuff. You know, it doesn't help. But ultimately, is that why they're under 500 overall and no one eight on the road? No. I just think, you know, they're veteran players now. It's a long, 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 long grind. They didn't necessarily come out of the blue last year to win, but they weren't expected to be that, that good at the beginning of the year. So it was a, it was a long fight for them. And then through the postseason and everything, you know, down against Boston two games to one, it took a lot out of them. You know, they're not 25 anymore. You know, they're pushing 30, 35 now. And uh, ultimately, they realized regular season is meaningless. It, it's just absolutely meaningless to them. You know, that they could be the number eight seed and, and still uh, now there's 10 seeds. They could literally be the number 10 seed, you know, have to win two play-in games and they could do it and still get in. You know, realistically, you'd probably want to be at least the number six seed. This way you don't have to deal with the, the, the play-in games. So they could be the number six seed and, and have to have... Uh, you know, go on the road and, and not have home court advantage against anybody, and they'd still be one of the favorites. They'd still be one of the favorites to win it all. So it's very difficult to get these guys motivated in 2022. It's pretty sad. It's a sad commentary on the NBA that these teams, and we see it all the time with these guys taking off. Luka last night, out of the blue, taking off. Joker for, for Denver, out of the blue, taking off. Because they don't care about the regular season. Only a fan who's got to pay the uh, the gazillion dollars for these tickets do. All right, opposite picks just getting underway. More to get to when we return here on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Steph Curry going for 50. You heard the bucket there. And then uh, Steve Kerr afterwards, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, uh, who are closer to last place than they are first. How about that? Golden State right now, if the playoffs were to begin, and I know we have a long ways to go, but just saying, if the playoffs were to begin right now, Golden State would not be part of the postseason. Has an NBA champ not made the playoffs the following year. Uh, you know, somewhere down the line, like, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, I am I'm imagining so, but with the expanded postseason and everything, I don't think so. Not off the, the, the Lakers, all the Lakers, uh, when they won the championship, you know what? Uh, the following year, you know, when they won the COVID year, uh, the following year, they didn't, they didn't make it. So, yeah, right, right away, there, there's one right off the top of my head. But uh, they're six and nine. They're in 12th place in the Western Conference. So, the Rockets are three and twelve. They're three games out of last place, and they're four and a half games out of first place. Five in the loss column, so they are closer to last place after fifteen games, which is a decent amount of games now. 
You know, when are they going to kick it in? Who knows, right? Again, if their goal isn't to get the number one or number two seeds, if the goal is to just stay healthy, be ready at the end of the year, uh, they, they could screw around until after Christmas time. Uh, so I don't doubt that they will, and I would continue to bet against them. 0-8 on the road. Where's their next road game? Let us see. Next road game coming up last night, Phoenix. They got the Knicks at home. Ooh, this is going to be a true test. At the Houston Rockets. Oh, man. You know, then they have New Orleans on the road, then Minnesota on the road, Dallas on the road, Utah on the road, Milwaukee on the road before it eases up at Indiana. So if not for that Rockets game, I mean, listen, they're more than capable of winning any of those other contests, but you could see them continuing to lose one, two, three, four. That's five more tough road games they have uh, coming up, you know, over the next, you know, three weeks here. But you'd like to think Knicks at home, uh, Knicks playing their third, third game in four nights after winning last night in Denver. Um, you know, they think they'd probably win that one. And then, uh, you know, I would imagine they would win at Houston Sunday afternoon. I don't know what the point spread on that one will be, but I'm sure the whole world will be betting on uh, on, on them. Hey, speaking of betting, uh, you won't be able to bet on Virginia Coastal Carolina this weekend. They canceled the game with the shooting on the bus and the football players being shot, and, and you know the whole story, right? So they're going to cancel the game, fully understand that, and, and no issues with that whatsoever. So I'm trying to figure out if you bet the over – on or under for that matter on uh, coastal carolina and virginia did you win or lose your bets now i'm pretty sure i don't remember you know what i have it here listed somewhere pretty sure the virginia one was five and a half so they can't win and i'm pretty sure the coastal carolina one was eight and a half and that they already have nine so regardless of what they do you know their lots are set however i do know old school that bet would be voided. No matter, doesn't matter if they already have nine wins. They're not playing all 12 games, it's voided. Doesn't matter if Virginia can't get six wins. Not playing all 12 games, bet's voided. Now that's old school. So I don't have those bets with uh, with FanDuel, but I did look it up. And it's very ambiguous here. But futures settlement. Some markets are different. I'll read you verbatim. Some markets uh, have different rules, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, however, a market has no uh, where a market has no rules. This is basically what happens: where a season or tournament is unexpectedly shortened, all futures markets bets will be settled in accordance with the official ruling of the relevant governing body after the postponement. Subject to, I, it's really just like you talk about just jargon. Uh, as long so long as the ruling is made within ninety days after the schedule completion. All right get to the point. Unless unless the outcome has unequivocally been determined, and it has, but they're saying if it hasn't prior to the interruption of the season. Example, t- Team A were prior to the postponement unable to win more than the X regular season games, five and a half from Virginia. Uh, bets it over on Virginia. Over bets will be settled as a loser, and bets on the under would be settled as a winner. So from what I'm gathering is with two games left, if Virginia can't reach their total, then it's a loser. And if uh, if you bet the under and they, they can't win that many games, then that's settled as a winner. So 
that little phrase there tells me that you should be cashing your Coastal Carolina, at least on FanDuel anyway. Um, you should be ca- cashing your over on Coastal Carolina if, in fact, you got it at 8.5, and, and you should be cashing your under on Virginia 5.5 if you got it at 5.5 since they only have three wins. That's what that tells me. Um, under, Like I said, old school, no. You, you don't play 12 games, doesn't matter. Just like if you bet an over in a baseball game. You bet over, pick a number, 8, and it's 5-4, and they call the game after six innings because of rain, even though it's over, that's a no bet. I don't know why this would be different for futures, but that that's how it's always, always been. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, but, you know, they, they do it, I suppose, because they feel bad for the person who bet the under, but it, it's, it's a loser anyway, so because they already got nine runs. Really doesn't make any sense, and I've asked uh, you know Dave Sherpat about this many times when I was doing the TV show with him. And I said, "Why do they do that, Dave? It doesn't make any sense." And he just, you know, his answer to a lot of these dopey Las Vegas rules are, "Well, that's just how they've always done it." I know, but why? I, I, that, that's just how they've always done it. <laughs> I mean, but it's stupid. I know, but that's just how they always done it. But it doesn't make any sense. I know, but that's just how they always done it. You know, so there are, it doesn't make any sense. Well, why should you get the benefit of the doubt? I mean, you can't get less runs. I mean, once you have nine runs, you can't take any runs. There's no scenario in the seventh inning, it's 5 4, and all of a sudden in the eighth inning, it's 4 3. <laughs> there is no scenario. You're having your nine runs. I, I don't know why they do that, but they do. But in this case, at least with FanDuel, from what I'm reading, you should be able to cash that ticket. But uh, if you got it with your local Louis de Lip or, or maybe one of the other rule uh, books uh, are a little different. Because generally it is generally there's a stipulation if the team doesn't play all 12 of their games, all future bets are off. Simple as that. So uh, hopefully you got the if you have the over, then hopefully you, you win. Here's another example how you can't beat the boys in Vegas. I, I tell you it is just amazing. And I am one that likes to bet on teams when their star players don't play. We've pointed this out many times that those teams, way more times than not, rally for the cause for one game, and, and they win these games, right? So I'm looking at Cleveland and Milwaukee last night. Line is suspiciously low. Milwaukee at home, so there's got to be some guys missing. I know the Greek freak has sat out a couple of games. I check it. He's playing, but Milwaukee has no Drew Holiday, second-best player, maybe third-best player, no Chris Middleton, second- or third-best player, no Grayson Allen, the mope that he is, but he's halfway decent, and no Pat Connaughton. So four of their top five best players, maybe six, you're going to throw Brooke Lopez in there, he did play, aren't playing. Four guys, not one or two, four main guys in their rotation. They beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are a good team. I mean, it's just every time you think you find an angle, okay, there's no way this is going to happen. And lo and behold, it happens. How can Milwaukee, without four of their top six players, be able to beat a really good Cleveland Cavaliers team? Amazing. Can't beat the boys in Vegas, but you can have fun trying. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uh, two head coaches, uh, each one dead man walking. Josh McDaniels, head coach of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, on the support from uh, Raiders owner Mark Davis. 
And then uh, Denver Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett uh, on the team's lack of identity. No, they have an identity. The identity is that they suck. <laughs> That's the identity. Broncos, one of the rare, rare, rare teams that had the best defense statistically in the NFL and the worst offense. Uh, and the result is uh, offense uh, is outdoing the defense because they're not winning football games. And McDaniel's getting the support of Mark Davis, the dreaded vote of confidence this week. Ah, yes, from the owner, who uh, stories now are circulating as a little cash. Uh, I don't know how this is possible, but an NFL owner who's having money problems, I, I, I find that very difficult to believe. But uh, supposedly that's the story. Um, that they, they don't have the money to fire him, pay him off. Uh, they're still paying off John Gruden and then hire a third head coach. So because of that, uh, he's he's there, and he's there for the next uh, couple of years. Perhaps, uh, may, maybe, but I must say, it would be difficult to fire a head coach after one year, right? Uh, let alone uh, 10 games here. I mean, one year, this guy came in a year ago and wooed us so much that we handed over the keys to the franchise, and now a year later we find out he's a bird brain. It's really an indictment on you as the GM and owner. You hired an idiot, uh, really. You know, So it, it, after a certain extent, you stop blaming the idiot and you start blaming the people like, why did you put this guy in this position? Didn't you really, the whole world could realize he's a bozo. You got to sit down and chat with him for hours and hours and hours upon a time, and you didn't realize that the guy was clueless when it comes to coaching? So it's more of an indictment on you if you fire the guy after a year. So if no other reason, then maybe that's uh, why uh, you know he'll be a head coach of the Raiders for, for next season. So don't know if you caught any of the basketball last night. Couple of good games. I don't even know what the final score ended up being with, with Zags. When I turned it off, they were down 26 with about seven minutes left. What they end up losing by 30 or so, I imagine. Uh, let me look at the scoreboard. Uh, 19, not 93, 74. Uh, Houston looks like they're going to be just an absolute beast, uh, beating up on Texas Southern by uh, 30 plus. Arkansas wins. Michigan wins by 30. Uh, you get a lot of. You get some decent non-conference games, but you get a lot of blowouts this time of the year as well. One thing I have uh, noticed, and I, I got to double check on this, they have a new flopping rule. <clears throat> I don't know if you've watched any college basketball, but it's up to the official. If they deem that you're flopping, that's a technical foul. No questions, no warnings. Like last year, I guess they gave some warnings out. Now it's, it's nothing. And I've seen it be called. Uh, I think every game I've watched, in fact, I've seen it be called at least one time, which is really, I don't know, you know, it, 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 it's how I feel kind of like with baseball. You're telling me I can't put a position player over here if I want to? Yeah, why not? Uh, because you just can't. Why? I can, I've got nine guys. I can, you know, you got to have a catcher, obviously, but I can put my other seven fielders anywhere I want to outside of the pitcher. No, you can't. I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. And same thing here with the with the flopping. Listen, if I want to fall to the ground, I'll fall to the ground. It's up to the official to figure out if it's a foul or not. Uh, if I fall to the ground and you don't call any fouls, the guy's got an open layup. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't like those rules where they tell you you cannot do something, and that's what this is. And it's so hard to tell. And all the ones I've seen be called in college basketball, they're all controversial and all like, well, that's not really a flop. He did get a forearm to the chest. You know, who's to say that did knock him over? I tell you, there's going to be some basketball games this year. This is going to be the big, big topic. 
by the end of the year. There are going to be some games, final couple of minutes, and some dopey official is going to want to make a name for himself, and he's going to call a flop in the final minutes and uh, give the kid a technical foul. The one thing I, I do want to check on is normal technical fouls in college basketball count as a foul. That, that's part of your five fouls. I don't know if these flopping ones count as fouls. If they count as fouls, then that's really bad. That, that is really, I mean, you only have five to begin with. And uh, if you call a flopping foul on a kid, the call itself might be bad. There should be some kind of review also that, all right, if I call a flop, you know what, I'm going to stop it. Let me go see. And if I see a forearm or something, maybe I missed it, okay. But uh, that, that that's the new thing in college basketball, flopping and now getting technical fouls because you fell to the ground. You were trying to fool the official. I just uh, I just don't like that at all. All right, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. There's some talk about the Buffalo Bills game uh, being moved. Snowstorms predicted up in Buffalo. What else is new, right? <clears throat> Although everyone else pretty much around the country is, is uh, having good weather. So we got a game on Sunday, Cleveland at Buffalo. They're thinking about moving a game. And... Um, they could move it to Detroit. That seems to make the most sense outside of Cleveland, but they don't. They won't do it with Cleveland because they don't want to have a Bills home game all of a sudden turn into a Browns home game. But I wonder how many Browns fans would actually show up. Um, it's not easy to sell, you know, seventy-five thousand tickets out of the blue. You you might get twenty-five, maybe thirty thousand, but I, I don't think that would be like you know you're not getting a sold house because all those are season tickets and they haven't bought they haven't bought this ticket. This would have to be a walk up. So I, I kind of doubt a, you know, a three and six football team is going to get that many fans there. But they're saying Detroit because Buffalo plays at Detroit Thanksgiving Day. So they got to go to Detroit anyway. And Detroit, the Lions this week are in New York, New Jersey here to play the Giants. So that makes the most sense. But you know what? I just say play in the snow. What was that game like three years ago? Indianapolis. And somebody, I forget who it was, and it was just a snowstorm. I've never seen a game have more snow on the field than this one did like three years ago. I forget who they were playing. Colts, I believe, ended up winning like 9-6 to six or something goofy like that. But you know what? If it's snowing, it's snowing. What are you going to do? You know, you want to build a stadium up in Buffalo without a dome? Or you don't want to build a new stadium with a dome? Then, then there you go. Uh, you know, Outside of lightning, if it's snowing and it's blustery, too bad. Play the game. Unless you don't think people are going to show up. But either so, you sold the tickets already. Uh, you'll get more people in Buffalo in bad conditions than you will in Detroit for a Buffalo, you know, uh, Cleveland Browns game, right? Tend to say maybe Philadelphia, uh, maybe Washington. Both those teams are on the road. But no, no one's going to those games. So you might as well make it Detroit if you're going to make it anywhere just because Buffalo has got to be in Detroit. But yeah, but I'm I'm all for playing. Just play the game, you know. They can't move it to Monday because Buffalo plays Thursday. You know, God forbid they should actually move it up to Saturday and go head to head with the college football. They would never do that. So you know, could they do it Friday? God forbid. You don't want to go up against Topeka High on a Friday. You, you can't do that. Well, pick your poison then. You know which one's going to be, but. Maybe, just maybe, they'll be playing this game uh, in Detroit. So the question now is, Scott, if I put a bet in on Buffalo or I put a bet in, more importantly, on Cleveland right now, plus 7.5, and, and they move the game 
And now all of a sudden the Bills don't have the 50, 60, 70,000 uh, fans in the stands because the game's going to be played in Detroit. That line's going to come down to three and a half. Boy, I got myself a nice little middle here, huh? I, I looked that up on FanDuel also, and uh, they have the right to waive the bet. I, I won't read the whole you know jargon that they wrote down, but um, basically I read that if there's a change of venue unexpectedly out of the blue like this, um, lines change and they have the right to uh, cancel all wagers on that game. So, but it's worth a shot. You know, you, you want to take Cleveland right now plus the seven and a half. Maybe they don't lower that much where they would change it. Um, what's the worst that could happen? They give you your money back. The best thing that could happen is you got the Cleveland plus seven and a half. They move the game and they drop the bills down to three and a half because it's a neutral site game. And now you get Buffalo laying three and a half. You just want to make sure they cancel your bet. Like if FanDuel's going to cancel the bet, don't cancel it Sunday night. Cancel it before the game so you know you have or do not have that Cleveland Browns plus seven and a half bet. That would suck if you think you're hedging. Meanwhile, you'll lose the uh, the Bills uh, laying three and a half, um, but the uh, Browns plus seven and a half bet is canceled and you, and you get you know crushed because... They decide to cancel the bet later on. Like uh, if FanDuel, once they announce they're moving the bet and the line drops, I would think that's when they would cancel it if they were going to cancel it. So, but not a not a not a bad little strategy. Uh, but they do say they ha- they hold all rights uh, <clears throat> to kind of to cancel the bet. So a lot of cancellations we're going through here this morning. All right, how about uh, some shots on goal? Let's get that down to the nitty gritty here. First up, the pyramid plays from yesterday. Not a bad day. We had the Celtics laying three, best NBA bet, winner. We had uh, over six and a half L.A. Edmonton. That was a loser. We had Jeff Skinner, best shots on goal, winner. We had Miami of Ohio, plus one and a half against Northern Illinois, winner. Uh, And then we uh, lost with Seton Hall, plus one and a half against uh, Iowa as they got uh, walloped. Shots on goal, it looks better than what it turned out. It was only four and four. Um. Yeah, we, we, Edmonton guys killed us. Dreisaitl, Hyman, they didn't win. Trevor Moore did. And then we lost both our parlays. So 4-4 four and four with our straight plays and an 0-2 with the parlays. So all the Edmonton guys burned us. That's what really kind of killed it all. So, all right. But we'll start anew. We got a bunch of games tonight and a bunch of shots on goal, guys. We'll get to that and opposite picks coming up next right here at Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Opposite picks. What are opposite picture newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games. There you go. 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, systems, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. All right, here we go. A little bit of everything tonight. Let's start with some NFL Thursday night football. Tennessee getting three and a half now at Green Bay. You know, one win over the gutless Cowgirls is not going to have me jumping back on the Green Bay ship. Tennessee, number one seed in the AFC last year for a reason. Tannehill is back. So are the Titans. Love Tennessee getting three and a half at Green Bay. 
Uh, give me the Packers minus the three and a half. Pick number two, SMU plus three and a half at Tulane. You know, Green Wave lost to Central Florida last week to see their bubble burst. That's made this game really meaningless in that they have to beat Cincinnati next week, regardless, win or lose against SMU, to reach the AAC championship game. So that's going to take the edge off Tulane again, especially after losing last week. And they got a game SMU team that I think gets the win outright. Love SMU getting a point and a half, or three and a half points. Eh, give me Tulane minus the three and a half. Pick number three, NBA we go. Portland laying a point and a half versus Brooklyn. Amazing the cancer Kyrie Irving has turned into. Without him, the Nets win four or five. Turn things around. Word is he's coming back, and the Nets lose two in a row to awful L.A., the Lakers, and Sacramento. <laughs> Portland is the best against the spread team in the NBA. Yep, 11-3. and three. Love Portland at home and basically pick them. Uh, give me uh, the Brooklyn Nets, plus one and a half. Pick number four, Sacramento laying seven versus San Antonio. Don't look now, but the uh, the King Queens may be turning into the Kings. Sacramento has quietly won seven of their last nine games, and that includes wins over Miami, Brooklyn, Cleveland, and Golden State, so they're not getting cheap wins. Here come the Kings. Uh, give me San Antonio plus the seven. Pick number five, Clippers laying nine versus Detroit. Oh, the Pistons are just atrocious. Uh, they're no better this year than they were last year when they finished with one of the worst records in the NBA. 3-12 and 12 this season, 0-7 on the road, 1-5-1 against the spread on the road as well. They suck. Uh, give me Detroit plus the nine. Pick number six, hockey we go. Boston Bruins uh, minus two, uh, 210 to win in regulation versus Philadelphia. Uh, keep playing the Bruins. They got the best record in the league, 14-2 overall. Flyers got off to a nice start this season, but they've lost seven of nine, including four straight. They will be no match for red-hot Boston. Love the Bruins here in regulation. Yeah, give me Philadelphia, plus the uh, two to one. Pick number seven, New Jersey, plus 115 at Toronto. Keep playing on the Bruins and the Devils. New Jersey, the second hottest team in the league behind Boston. 12 and 1 their last 13 games, including 10 straight. And now you want to give me odds against the up and down Toronto Maple Leafs, who are just 9 and 8, including overtime losses. Much like with Philadelphia, they're going to be no match for New Jersey. Love the Devils here. Uh, give me uh, Toronto uh, minus the uh, 135. Opposite picks. Quick little seven pack for you. Start of the uh, NFL, Green Bay laying three and a half against Tennessee. College football, Tulane laying three and a half against SMU. NBA, Brooklyn plus a point and a half versus Portland. San Antonio plus seven against Sacramento. Pistons plus nine against the LA Clippers. Philadelphia, the Flyers hockey two to one against the Boston Bruins. And uh, give me the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in the NHL as well. Minus 135 against New Jersey. Opposite picks for a Thursday, November 17th. Good luck, folks. And there you go. We'll post those uh, on the front page of the website, as we always do. Last night we went, uh, let us see, 1-0, and 2-0, 2-1, 2-2, 2-3, 2-4, 2-5. So a little uh, a little uh, difficult day there. For, we had a nice uh, little Monday and Tuesday there, but 2-5. So we're 496 up. And 555 down, lost three bills. We're back to minus 2800. All right, uh, heading into tonight. 
right, uh, let's uh, let's go with um, you know, let's do our open parlays. We always uh, go to those last, so let's uh, let's go to those next, shall we? Got a six-team open parlay. We're gonna have to start a new one because uh, we got suckered in on Denver without the Joker. You know, hopefully you knew better, but if you didn't, uh, I understand. We had Denver laying three and a half against New York against the Knicks, uh, winning 162 bucks on a 185 dollar play. No good. That's a loser. So we're now two and 73 uh, with our open parlays, minus four thousand bucks. So we need we need a couple of winners now. All right, uh, for the start of the year. All right, we'll we'll start a new one tonight. I'm gonna go with believe it or not, Sacramento. Uh, we'll take them on the money line, three to one. $100 to win $33 as they're at home against uh, San Antonio. The Kings are quietly, very quietly turning into actually a halfway decent basketball team. And it's amazing. The boys in Vegas knew this before everyone else. Is. They adjusted the lines the last few games. I was remember seeing these lines thinking, boy, that that's, uh, you know, they were like pick them against Golden State and they won. Uh, there was another game, pretty good team. They played against at home and they won that one. So. Uh, maybe they're starting to gel a little bit. I won't risk laying the seven. We'll go conservative and give me three to one. Hundred hours to win thirty-three. Open parlay, full unit. Uh, betting against the Blackhawks, we did win the other day with St. Louis, uh, but uh, there's no game tonight, so our profits are up to two hundred and twenty dollars. So we're looking okay on that one. Uh, they're back in action tomorrow. Uh, bet against San Jose and Arizona. Going to start a new one. We're going to use a half a unit. $50 for our purposes. We got Arizona in action at Vegas. We'll take Vegas minus 230 to win in regulation. 50 bucks to win 22 against Arizona. Our underdog open parlay, we lost on Gonzaga last night. Not even close. Should have taken the, the – uh, although Celtics were actually favored by three. But um, – or were the underdogs by three? I forget. But uh, Gonzaga plus the 112, and we didn't have a shot. So rare, rare uh, loss for them in November. So we'll start a new one. We're going to go with the, the Devils. All right, plus uh, one uh, the, down to 114. It was 122 when I did this last night. So it's plus 114 at New Jersey. We're risking uh, $25 to win um, $28. And that will be our quarter of a unit underdog open parlay. All right, uh, shots on goal. Well, actually, pyramid plays. Best football play, NFL. I like Tennessee plus the three and a half. Uh, I got to see something more out of Green Bay besides uh, that win against the uh, pack against the Cowboys, which they had, you know, not no business winning, but they're down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. If it was any other team aside from Dallas, they would have lost that football game. So you want to give me three and a half with Tennessee, physical football team on a short week? Uh, I'll, I'll take that. College football, just the one game. I do like SMU. You know, with Tulane losing last week, like I said, uh, Central Florida has it basically wrapped up as the number one seed, but there's not divisions in the AAC. You just take the top two teams. So they are now tied Tulane with Cincinnati. They play Cincinnati next week. So win, lose, or draw, they're going to have to beat Cincinnati next week. So this game is really just a – you know, add to your resume type of thing, but I don't, I don't like teams in that spot, especially when they're coming off their really first loss uh, of the season, first conference loss, anyway. So I, I could see SMU winning this outright. College basketball, you know what? I'm going to grab South Carolina Upstate plus 39 and a half at Kentucky. The days of the Wildcats winning games by 50, they, they don't win games like that anymore. I know they're coming off a loss against Michigan State, and they'll probably win by 20, maybe even 30. 
35, but I don't, I don't think they're winning by 40. You have to have a purpose to lose a game by 40, and I don't think that purpose is there, or winning a game by 40. NBA, limited schedule. I'll take the Queens. Uh, give me Sacramento, minus seven versus San Antonio. Hockey, best play, New Jersey. Plus the, uh, again, it was 125 last night uh, when I did this. So actually, I did this this morning, and it went down uh, from 125 to uh, to 114. So give me give me New Jersey, uh, getting odds. I won 10 in a row. What is it, 12 or 13, and I'm getting odds against a 500 Toronto team. Best shot on goal guy, and we hit our shot on goal guy last night. We're now 12 and 3 shot. If you play only one shot on goal. If you play them all four and four, we're still up three thousand three hundred bucks. So playing one tonight, Vegas is Riley Smith two and a half averages over three. We got him at two and a half. Nice odds, only minus one twenty eight. Now here are your shot and goal guys for tonight. We have a list of two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty. We got we got twenty guys. <laughs> All right, obviously, we can't play them all, Scott, right? right? I mean, I'll play 10. I'll play 12. I, I, I can't play 20. So let's whittle this down best we can. Love Boston's Dave Pasternak. He's a, he's a shot machine, but it's 4.5 minus 146. We'll eliminate him. Jake DeBrusque. This is one of our classy guys. Uh, you know, you've heard of Bergeron. You've heard of uh, you know Pasternak. you heard of all the others on the Bruins, Taylor Hall. You know, Marshawn, whoever heard of Jake DeBrusque, right? Unless you're a Bruins fan, as I am. But the guy's actually second on the team in shots on goal. So he's averaging well over three, three and a half, and they're giving him to us at two and a half, minus the 144. Those are like the ideal guys, I tell you all the time. The off-the-radar guys that they don't really take into account the numbers they're putting up. They just, eh, Jake DeBrusque, why would you bet Jake DeBrusque on the Bruins? So we will use him. It's a little juice, minus 144, but... These shots on goals are getting really pricey. So we'll go with him. Uh, Bergeron for Boston, three and a half. Uh, the shots aren't aren't quite as there as they used to be for Bergeron, so I'm going to lay off that one for now. Maybe we'll go back to it. Uh, Caroline Martin Natchez, we play him all the time. Two and a half minus 140. I like that. Uh, Carolina's Brent Burns, two and a half. Minus 176. We're going to have to put him in a parlay. But we will play him. He uh, He's one of our normal guys. Montreal Cole Caulfield. Three and a half. Mm, minus 140. Ah, they're making these vigs just too crazy for us. They're, they're really uh, they're killing us. But he's taking on Columbus, which is one of the worst teams in the league as far as shots on goal out. Your worst teams in order, Anaheim the worst, Columbus second worst, Edmonton third worst, Chicago, Arizona, Philadelphia. So we aim to go for players playing those teams. So I'm going to pass on Cole. I'm going to pass on him. We are going to use Brendan Gallagher, two and a half for Montreal, minus 115, and Nick Suzuki, Montreal, two and a half, plus 130. Both those guys average three shots on goal, so I'll take my chances. Columbus uh, taking on Montreal, who is uh, ninth on the list of most shots allowed. We'll go with, uh, how about little Boone Jenner, three and a half, even money. We'll pass on Johnny Goudreau, pass on Zach Wierenski. Minnesota, Caprice off, three and a half, minus 146. 
We'll play him. We'll take Matt Boldy, two and a half, minus 182. We've got to put him in a parlay. Uh, we'll use him with uh, Burns. Put him in a parlay. Parlay. All right. Uh, Winnipeg, Kyle Connor, three and a half. Mm, no. How about the Pierre-Luc Dubois? Two and a half, minus 188. We'll put him in a second parlay. And then uh, how about uh, Jonathan Marchesaw? Again, two and a half, minus 188. We'll put him in the second parlay with uh, Dubois. And then last one, Riley Smith. We'll use him two and a half, minus 128. And there you go. We're in the bag. Bunch of plays. We'll close up shop next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, if you know who these players are, uh, you're a better man than I am. Uh, Drew Plitt, Eric Dungy, Caleb Ellaby, Quinton Dormati, Jawson Pass, Anthony Russo, Ben DiNucci, I know him, Ryan Willis, Jalen McClendon. <laughs> uh, those are the uh, the misfits of uh, the uh, USFL and their quarterbacks. Those will be the starting and some backup quarterbacks of the uh, USFL. A bunch of just absolutely, that league will last less than a year. Same, same as all the others. Same, uh, Quentin Dormady from Central Michigan. DeAndre Francois from Hampton. I think that's a kid from uh, Florida State. Uh, it, it, just, just an absolute bunch of nobodies as your quarterback. It's the same issue that these leagues have. It, there's this quarterback play sucks. You're not, you're not going to win. You're not going to play well. Uh, you see where um, uh, Verlander and um, Alcantara won the uh, Cy Young Awards. Um, I have issues with uh, Alcantara, and I really have in- issues with both guys won it unanimously. 30 voters in the AL, 30 voters in the National League, and they all had the same line of thinking. Really? really. You know the odds of 30 people in a room looking outside with the sun shining and having all 30 people say, yeah, the sun is shining. Some nitwit's going to say, no, it's cloudy. Uh, it, it, it's just, it's bound to happen. How is it possible that all 30 in both leagues all had the same number one guy? Verlander, maybe I could understand, but nationally there were about six guys that could have seriously been considered. You tell me this stuff is rig- isn't rigged? Uh, they're not all in cahoots with who you voting for. I'm going to vote for this guy and that guy. That's why I tell you all the time, don't don't waste your time betting on these postseason awards when you're betting on what people are thinking because they're not independent thinkers. They just aren't. Sandy Alcantara, you, you want to make the argument he deserves to win the National League, maybe Cy Young, but to win it unanimously? No, that, that's just plain stupid. So, All right, football full circle. Stevens and Lisi coming up next. We'll talk to you later on tonight. <laughs> 